Do you hear that? It's the sound of Ryan coming back to Ryan's consciousness unlocked after like four months. Woohoo! Yes, you're so awesome. Oh my god! Oh my god, it's Ryan! Ah! <laughs> I don't know. I don't really think I have anything to say in this episode, which is crazy because why would you come back if you have nothing to say? But I've experienced a lot over these last couple of months, shockingly enough, four months really can change your whole life and the way that you view yourself. But then again, I'm just a girl in her 20s, so you know how that is. Um... I think I've revolved around people needing me for a long time and even still with so many episodes like this podcast is not anything serious of me like getting through one thing and then finishing it off like no I talk about things over and over again just in different perspectives like in different fonts I would assume but um I've been getting over people needing me lately And it hasn't been like the easy kind of getting over people needing me. It's been like the, the afraid, the being met with everybody needing me at once. Like the universe is taking me through serious situations where everyone needs me all at once. And everyone says they want to love me all at once, but I no longer need it. I like to be completely transparent. Honestly, this this podcast is the only place I could possibly be completely transparent because the people that, you know, I really talk about probably mostly don't listen to these podcasts. So, I went through a lot over the years of my youth with being neglected by so many and ridiculed and my mother was ridiculed. My mom raised me. My mom raised me, even though she dropped me off in my grandma's house, she dropped me off in my grandpa's house, she dropped me off um, at different family members' houses for, like, you know, long periods of time, like, a couple of months. Of course, she would come and see me or come and get me for, like, one or two days, but, you know, like, when you have, like, like, so many family members on both sides, like, so many sides, everyone's gonna want their piece of the, of the neurodivergent kid that can read novels at the age of seven that knows about everything in life but barely knows anything everyone's gonna want their 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 piece of that pie and so she would drop me off and I'm telling you family members would trade me like Pokemon cards like they'd be like okay you had her for this long let me have her for this long and I would go over to these family members houses and I would Not all of them, actually, not all of them, but a lot of them, I would just get treated like shit, (laughs) but they all wanted me around, which is crazy, like, like, I was some kind of a trade deal, but I wasn't wanted, but like I said, not, not all of them, not all of them at all. A lot of people took care of me, like, good when I came over their house, but basically what I was saying is, my mom and me went through a lot when I was growing up as a child and I was neglected 
by a lot of family members. I was neglected by a lot of people. A lot of people, even if they couldn't provide financially, they didn't even call. Like, they didn't call to check on me. They didn't call to check on my mom. To this day, these same people actually still have issue issues with my mom. My mom doesn't talk to anyone in, like, my my family side. By my family, I mean, like, my dad's side or another side like there's so many different sides of the families like I have it's really weird to explain it when you have so many family members but you know my mom doesn't talk to anyone but I'm actually not coming for my wait I'm coming for for a couple of people but that's why I say it's so hard to I'm not gonna start naming names but a lot of people don't like my mom and I don't know. The lady raised me. I mean, I'm just like her. When I go around certain people, I act more like the person that they want me to be. But I'm just like my mom in so many ways. And I was neglected, just like she was neglected. And nobody called. Nobody rang. Nobody considered me for Christmases or birthdays. people would message me on Facebook I was like 13 what the hell am I gonna do with a message on Facebook it was a lack of of consideration and care growing up and now like people don't want to neglect me and I guess that's really why I like being to myself because I'm not saying I can never forgive. That is not what I'm saying. But I'm saying there's still something there that makes it so hard to try to completely wash over it. And I'm sorry. I'm yawning. Daylight savings is making me sleepy at 7 p.m. because it's so dark. But... Honestly, if I can be completely transparent, I really just want to be free. But freedom is enslavement. I know that much. There's too much that goes into being a free soul. I feel like I have to tackle being a family guy and being myself all at once and if it was up to me I would just be somewhere meditating alone and that doesn't necessarily mean that I hate everyone it just means that when I needed that love and consideration when I was a child I I didn't have it I was neglected by so many people So it's hard for me to, and it's not to say I'm not forgiving anyone. That's actually not what I'm saying. Because if we're looking at it calculatedly, I've forgiven everyone. Everyone. Which is insane. I've literally, I'm not saying it's crazy to do that. I'm saying like, it's so crazy. Like, like who could have actually done this? Like forgiven everyone that's ever hurt me. I've forgiven everyone so much that I go back around people that have hurt me and they openly know and I openly know that they purposely hurt me 
And and that's what I'm saying. Like that's like my level of forgiveness. Not with everyone, but with people that I feel like really have earned it or that I could try again with. Like I've I've given it to everyone. Everyone that I feel like has earned it. Or no, not earned it. But everyone I feel like I can try again with. But that's what I'm saying. Like forgiveness and moving on are two different things. I feel like I have just moved on from the desire to be loved. And it has nothing to do with the fact that, oh, yeah, I want you to suffer from what you did to me when I was 10. No, it's like I the girl that I was needed that shit. I needed you to be open and to love me and to call me and to ask me if I was okay. But the girl that I am now, I don't need it. And it sounds like I have a vendetta, but in reality, if you would have loved me then, then you wouldn't have to see me run and walk away now because I would be a different person. You understand what I'm saying? Like if I was loved properly as a child, I wouldn't, you wouldn't have to ask me where I am. You wouldn't have to, because I would just instantly want you to know. You wouldn't have to ask me what I'm doing now because I would just instantly want you to know. But the fact that I wasn't adored or the fact that I was highly neglected, I was highly neglected as a child. So now it's like when people ask what I'm doing and where I am, I'm like, who are you? I swear, that's exactly how it is. Like, I'm like, who are you? I had to raise myself for such a long time. My mother raised me and I raised me. And my mom, she went through her own things. You know, when when you're a single parent and you have a neurodivergent child, sometimes you, you just zone out. And And a lot of times I had to raise myself. I remember going on Google, Googling how to make this kind of food or how to make that kind of food. And I would go on Google and I would Google how to like do geometry correctly. And I would fail and then I'd make myself sit there for like hours for a whole day trying to correct the, 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 the problem. I forced myself to do school. I was in homeschool and I would force myself to do school and study even after we were done with the homeschooling. I, I was overly intellectual, overly smart, and I had no one to share it with because I was neglected. And now the neglect has turned me into a person that just has complete contentment in themselves because that's how it's always been. And it's hard for me to make space and room for other people when I was never needed as a child so it's difficult for me to look at it and be like oh you need me now but the person that I am now is not the person that you you think I I I am from who I was because you're looking at it as okay I can just and this is why I say it's hard to it's hard with forgiveness forgiveness is difficult like I think genuinely speaking people can forgive and never never mess with you again because I've forgiven so many people, but when it comes to actually moving on and wanting these people in my life all the time, I just don't because I just don't want to be bothered. And that's coming from a person that was neglected as a child. That means that I don't have any space because sadly, you raised me that way. Sadly, you built me up as this person. You taught me. What is that noise? Oh, motorcycle. 
I was taught, if we're being honest, I was taught by all these people that neglected me to fill my life up with other things that could replace them. And now they want to come back around and now they want open conversations. Now they want to wonder where I am. Now they're confused and they're upset because I'm not showing up. I've already filled those spaces with other things. And it's easy to say, make room, make more space, take those things away. Why would I do that when I know there's a possibility that you're not done with what you pulled back then? That's why I say forgiveness only goes so far. Like, why would I make more space when I know that you could you could decide, oh, okay, let me revert back to my old ways. Then not just that, not just that, when I do make space, it backfires on me. I end up losing. I taught myself the most important thing in life is spirituality and security and wealth. So basically spirituality and wealth. That's all that I think about. That's all that I want for me and for other people. So it's like... (sighs) You want me to stop how can you wait till someone's a complete shell? How can you wait till someone's no longer a child? That means they're no longer soaking up information. And that means they're no longer a sponge. And you wait until they're rock hard because of all they went through. Now they're tough as as stone. And you say, okay, I want to love you now. You're hugging a stone. You're hugging a rock. I'm not going to hug you back. Maybe I am so far abused that I'm damaged. That is so true. That is perfectly fine to me in the back of my head because I know that I've gotten along all these years like this. And I I think tonight I just answered my own question because I was like, why do I feel like I haven't forgiven these people even though I, I allowed them to come back into my life? And it's because... I was forced to fill my life up with other things because they weren't around. This this lack this desire to be without them, it's not coming from from me not forgiving them. It's coming from the fact that I have I was forced to fill my days with other things other than them because when they were should have been around, they weren't around. And and what I hate, there's this one person and I'm not going to say who they are because I don't want to be rude to them this one person that I I went through a lot of abuse with as a child and when I bring up the fact that I'm still like sheltered and I'm still like I have like a tough shell and it's hard for me to let them in they'll be like well that was the past that's what I hate I fucking hate when someone victimizes themselves because you're still you even though you let them back in you're still having complications with completely trusting them again like I fucking hate a victim-minded person one thing I love about myself is that I've instantly villainized myself the reason why I love it I know that's insane I know it's insane is because quickly I think about what I did wrong and I'm gonna tell you I'm not the kind of person that villainizes themselves when someone is is gaslight gatekeep girl bossing me I don't I'm not because I don't let people do that I don't let people gaslight me it's because I'm kind of like 
<laughs> I'm weird. So I'm not going to lie. When someone's gaslighting me, I instantly know and I laugh and I just leave them alone. Like it's really not hard because I think to myself, if the people that I'm not going to lie, this is literally what I think to myself when people mess me over. If the people that I really, really needed love from in the past acted like I didn't exist and made me fill my days up with knowledge what, who who are you, this person that's not even blood relative to me? Who are you to me? To the point where you are so important, you can't be let go of. Like, no, you can be released. You are not that important to me. But what gets me is like, I'm one. I'm one of those people that highly wants to understand how people feel about me and the way that I talk to them and the way that I communicate and our connection with each other. Like I'm someone that like, there will be always a point in our friendship where I'm like, okay, how do you feel about me? Or what have I done to you? And I'll allow, and I really want that person to actually explain to me like, and, and every single time I've done that, Every single friend or person that I've I've talked to like that has always been like, you're like the best person. You're the best friend I've ever had. But sometimes you can be a little mean, but you're still like the best person. And every single one of them has said, I know that you're doing it because you. It's so weird. It's so crazy. Every single one of them, every single friend that I've asked, how do they feel about me and how do I communicate? They always say that I'm the bestest friend they've had. But sometimes I communicate very, what's it called, blunt because I'm trying to help them. And I like how each and every fucking one, every fucking person has equally said to me, I know it's because you want me to be better. I know it's because you want better for me. I know it's because you really love me. And that's saying something like a motherfucker. That's saying something. I just, I feel like. If I'm going to be in someone's life, even if I am like not the best person for them, I really want them to be happy. Sometimes I leave people alone because I know that I'm not the best person for them. I don't even know where I learned this emotional intelligence from because I sure didn't grow up with it. I feel like in the back of my head... Even if I am so too blunt, I want people to know that I love them. I want when I talk to people for them to just know that I look at them as important or like know that they are loved. And I'm, I notice in so many relationships, yes, I am a lot of times left alone. But I notice that these people always say that I am the bestest friend they've ever had or I am the most important person that's ever come into their life and that to me that doesn't make me think oh yeah oh yeah folks she's folks she is genuine lol that doesn't make me think you know in a cocky way it makes me think now like now after these couple of months of not having this podcast a little that i'm trying That even in like the fact that sometimes I know I'm not communicating at my best and sometimes I know I'm being an asshole or sometimes I don't know I'm being an asshole and I'm just trying to help you. Even in that instance, I'm still like, okay, let me try. Like, 
let me call them, let me text them, let me, even if I'm a little bit of an asshole while I'm talking, let me at least try to throw in a, oh, but I, I know you're an amazing person. No, you are an amazing person. I think you're so great. I really am proud of you. Um, you're going to do great things. Uh, I can't wait to see what you accomplish. Like, I always feel like a dad because I always try and throw that into my conversations with people that I really care about. And it's like, okay, I'm present and I'm trying. I can't say the same for the people that I grew up around. I can't say the same for anybody that's, that says like, okay, we want to love you now after having the opportunity to love you you had like so many people I I'm talking about I lived down the street from like I lived 5 to 20 30 minutes from like it's not that much and everybody had cars when I was a kid so how the fuck am I just left for dead but now all of a sudden it's like I have to make time for everyone else like people I would text I was 14 when my dad died I was 14 texting people who told me no, my dad died when I was 17. I was 17. People would text me. They would they told me uh, at the funeral and at like the family gatherings we had. Because like when my father died, they had like a big celebration like for his life. And so many family members were like, yes, keep in touch. Text me. I was 17 with one of my first jobs. Like telling people, like I would, I, I went on my phone. I'd text people. Hey, so-and-so, uh, so good seeing you. Let me know if you want to go, like, schedule a movie date, uh, for all of the kids to go and watch a movie. And then, at, then it was, like, a couple of days later, no response. Hey, just checking to see if you got this message. Fucking 17. I was a kid. And those people didn't even respond. And now those same people are beating me down because they telling me that I need to be around them because it's convenient now because they're in the right space. I tried to fucking be there. I tried to be there. I wanted to come to the kids' birthday parties. I wanted to take the kids out at 16, 15, 17 years old. I wanted to do those things. I wanted sleepovers. My mom held sleepovers. Guess what? You would come, you would send your kids, they would eat all the food, and you wouldn't call again unless my mom called you and told you to come and that we were having a sleepover. I wanted to be there. I wanted to be at every Christmas. I wanted to be at every Thanksgiving. I wanted to be at every party. I wanted to be at every family gathering. I wanted to be there and not be judged and be loved. But guess what? I wasn't. And nobody's asked, nobody's t saying, oh, you didn't do this and you didn't do that 14 years ago. It was years ago. I understand that it was years ago. I'm not asking you to fix what you did years ago. But I am saying the person that I am now, I don't want those same things that I begged you for when I was a child. And I think that if you want me around now, maybe you could have done something different back then. Because the person that you want, I just feel like I'm not going to be that person. Ever. Like, I have a Sagittarius fourth house. I know I'm not stupid. And Chiron is in my fourth house, too. Like, this shit is imprinted. No Bella. 
No, no Jacob, no Renazme. <laughs> Renazme. No Renesme. No wolf thing. This is like imprinted. Yay. And what sucks about it the most is I feel guilty. I feel guilty for not wanting to replace what I asked you for and what I was available for that you weren't giving to me. And the craziest thing was you were doing what I wanted us to do together. You were just doing it with other people. And you just didn't include me. There were other kids. I just wasn't there. There were other people. I just wasn't invited. There were movie dates. You just didn't reply to my texts. I sat in my room alone for years with just my mom coming to check on me. But still, at the end of the day, I was alone. That sucks, but that's how it's always been. And it's hard to change it because now you want to stand up and represent yourself in my life when it's convenient, when I'm no longer a kid and I don't need school supplies and I don't need someone to drop me up off and pick me up from school. I don't know. I feel guilty knowing what you're saying is true. People always hit you with that. Why didn't you call? Why didn't you call? I'm not going to be the villain of my own story. So I guess that's it. Freedom is enslavement. This is Ryan signing out.